What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration, and this is the Weekend Interview Series. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Today, I'm really excited about our guest. I'm talking with Henry Casada. Henry is a mindset, a manifestation coach. He is an extremely powerful individual. I started following Henry on TikTok, Instagram, and was really drawn in by his energy and his message and everything that that he was talking about. So I reached out. I said, hey, do you want to be on a podcast? We'll talk about some things. And Henry is actually taking a little break from social media and stuff. So we, we finally connected. We had an opportunity to sit down for this lovely conversation. And friends, it is a powerful one. I bring it up at the end as we talk about this beautiful wood flower of life mandala that was hanging behind Henry's head. Just the energy that was coming through the screen in the recording of this episode was very powerful. I know that all of you that are listening are going to get some really, really solid information. And if I may even sound a little woo-woo, little energetic upgrades are coming through for everybody in this episode. So as a spiritual leader, Henry's purpose is to elevate the consciousness of the planet by supporting clients to dissolve emotional, psychological, and energetic blocks. Henry is able to awaken a greater wisdom deep within themselves while creating the life of their dreams. A graduate of the University of California, Berkeley, Henry's focus continues to be the study of consciousness and alternative healing methods. He has attended a multitude of workshops, trainings, seminars, and retreats, working with leading pioneers in the field of personal and spiritual development. And friends, this wisdom comes through in this episode. Like I said, the energetic transmissions come through in this episode. It is filled with a lot of wisdom and knowledge for all of us to step into our best life, to live our best life, to actually manifest what we want into this reality. Now, before we get into this episode, I just want to let you know, if you go to my stand store, stand.store slash Joe underscore Longo, you can now sign up to practice Kundalini Yoga with me three days a week, Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Yes, we're moving the time from 5.30 a.m. up to 7 a.m. Tuesday morning meditation, 7 a.m. Wednesday, 6 p.m. Kundalini Yoga and Meditation. Thursday, 12 noon, Kundalini Yoga and Meditation. You can also sign up for Oracle Card readings with me within my stand store. There's a free meditation. There's a downloadable ebook on manifesting and creating your best reality. All kinds of good stuff right there in my stand store. Again, stand.store slash Joe underscore Longo. Now I'm going to be quiet. We're going to dive into this episode. All of the links to connect with Henry are in the show notes. Please click them. Go follow him on TikTok, on Instagram. Go to his webpage, sign up for his newsletter. Stay in the loop with everything that he has going on. Thank you for being here. What have you been up to in the last like, year? In the last year. So I moved from Southern California to Hawaii and I was there for about 10 months. And that was a huge dream of mine, a vision that I had in a meditation and that manifested. Went through all the islands, got a couple of upgrades, downloads, and 
you know, went through the hero's journey there and now I'm in San Francisco and I just, um, I'm largely guided by, um, this energy that taps into my experience and I surrender to that. And I, I'm here in San Francisco and, um, I'm unfolding with that frequency and, and that's what I'm doing now. And it's been going pretty well, smooth. Beautiful. Um, while you were in Hawaii, was there, um, one, and I know this is a hard question, one special place that really stands out for you? Um, all of it really is, it has its own, like all the islands have their own, you know, energetic frequency. I enjoy the big island just because it's alive, it's raw, it's nitty gritty. There's a lot of energy there and there's a lot of um, people doing good work there too. And so just tapping into the, the aina, the land, you know, is just really very beautiful. And so if I were to kind of just say that there's a lot of everything is on the big island. You have everything there. It's huge. You need, you, you need a couple of months to live there to get everything seen and looked at and absorbed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never been. I've been to Kauai. And as soon as I stepped off the airplane, it was just like, whew, such a beautiful, intense energy. So I'm, I'm curious, as you spoke about following intuition, and on your website, you speak of a spiritual awakening that helped you connect to the, your intuition. Can you speak on that a little bit? What was that that triggered? Okay, well, I'll give you a little background about that. So a majority of my life, maybe about 85% of my life, I was an atheist. Mm -hmm. I was actually out to disprove God. I was reading materials like Richard Dopkins and whatever, you know, anything to like disprove metaphysics. And um, I think at one point or another, like maybe about 15 years ago, I hit a depression. You know, I was like unhappy. I was, you know, it sounds silly, but I was like pretty much illiterate. You know, I could read, but I wouldn't. It was like very like fifth grade level, fourth grade level. And I hit it. You know, I had a huge ego. And there was a, you know, I just hit a very deep rock bottom. I had to stop my dad from committing suicide. You know, he was going through a depression himself. We were losing our house. It was just a big deal. And I think at one point or another, I was like in my car debating why I was, why I existed. Like I was even contemplating suicide. Mm -hmm. And at some point a song played, it's called, I believe by an underground rap group called Dead Prez. And it just pretty much stated that if you could believe something, kind of like Napoleon Hill states, whatever the mind of man could believe and bring itself to conceive, it could achieve, mm -hmm. you know, it just stated that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to change my life. And that was it. And then that triggered like maybe 10 years of obsessive personal and spiritual development and seeking mm -hmm. and transformation. And along that journey, I activated my intuition because I started understanding that my my authenticity is my connection to source energy mm -hmm. that you know penetrates through my avatar and I'm able to connect through that frequency and really listen and to be guided in a way that goes beyond the physical it goes into the metaphysical where all possibilities available and I started tapping into that as much as I can in the sense that I could explain because it's so vast. Um, I could feel myself, I could feel my identity saying, you don't know what you're talking about because it's so vast. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, um, that was my, my process for a while. And it just led me down the rabbit hole 
of like the con- like consciousness, you know, beliefs, mm-hmm. intention, surrender, you know, all these deep principles that are like the guiding force to to our existence in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it so interesting that I think it's just a fun trick the universe plays on us. Like the things we're like, I don't believe that. You know, that we start challenging, end up coming back, and it's like, oh, man, all right, okay, I have to explore this now. Right. As you were on that journey, was there a specific practice that may have helped you start tuning in to your intuition? Well, I went through many stages. So I went through, like, I want to say the personal development stage, where I started understanding the law of attraction. Like one of my mentors, Michael Beckwith, he teaches that there's four stages of consciousness, which is like the first dominant one is victimhood. And in victimhood, there's the victim, the victimizer, and the rescuer. And we all play this game with one another. But once you like elevate in consciousness, you enter manifester, which is pretty much the law of attraction. Whatever you focus on, you create. And and so in that process, I started reading a lot of books, focusing on manifesting more wealth, and I did. And at some point, I started realizing that I was manifesting also things that have been pre-programmed through my culture and by other people. And so I was manifesting through this like default mechanism. And so I discovered that, you know, even deep behind my beliefs, there's an imprint of other people's opinion on what I should be. And so there was a lot of discontent. So there was a um, a point where I became a good manifester, but I was manifesting things that in the material world that didn't make me happy. Um, I can't say that I was intuitively activated then until I got to the point where I asked for help. And that's when I, I remember the day, this was like maybe about eight years ago, I was refinancing my house and I was going to open, no, a little longer than that, maybe 10 years ago. Um, I was going to open a bar and restaurant Wow, it, it might be even longer than that. Anyways, um, and I was and I was unhappy. I was deeply unhappy, and I I remember went outside and I asked for help. I sincerely asked for help, and I don't even know who was asking to. And then I felt like I got an injection in my body, like in my spirit body. I don't, I can't, I can't explain it, but I started started receiving all this information that I didn't know existed. And that, for me, activated my intuition. So if to answer your question, I think it's sincere wanting to have your, your intuition to activate, to amplify, to expand. I think it's just a, a desire and then trusting that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I <clears throat> have been looking at, at my life and how I have was intuitive, I think, when I was little and kind of turned it off. And then lived my life and then started coming back to it. And then the more I started accepting it and really be like, oh, right, I, I wanted this. Like this, this whole memory just popped up maybe a week or two ago. But there used to be the show on the Discovery Channel, Travel Channel called um, End Times Prophecies. And I remember watching this show with my dad thinking, I want, I want to be like Edgar Casey. Like, I want to be like, Thomas. <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. like, we want to know, like, I don't want to know the scary things, but I want to like be tapped in like these guys. And that whole little 
moment of time, like I remember laying on my floor, like a little kid, like holding my pillow, watching these freaky stories, thinking like, I want, like, I want to know this. And that kind of went, a, like it went to bed, completely forgot about it. And then that memory just popped back. I'm like, oh my goodness, here I am. Like, no, I'm actually, I'm pulling oracles and I'm working with people and I'm in a way doing what that little kid wanted to do. And my mom is very intuitive. And I remember thinking even then, like, I want to know, like, she doesn't want to know. She's afraid. I want it. But not, I think, really even knowing that I was asking then. And then when I evolved and just tapped in, it's like, oh, wow, I did ask for it. It was probably always in me. I just needed to wake up to it and allow it to, to, to flow through. Did you have any kind of, oh, shit, what's happening kind of feeling? Like, am I going crazy? I think I'm, I think I'm going in the right direction, but am I maybe going crazy? Oh, yeah. Even... Even um, recently, I, I've experienced that. And um, luckily, I have mentorship, you know, people that I, you know, admire and respect that, that are there for me. And I think that's been extremely helpful. I think the first time it happened to me, you know, when I was giving you that scenario, when I asked for help, I didn't know what was happening. Um, I was, I, at the time, I thought I was going nuts and I was experiencing myself from different realities too. I saw myself in Egypt. I saw myself in Peru. I saw myself in all these ancient sites. And I was like, is this my past? Is this my future? What is that? I don't even know what that means, but, um, yeah, but I had a, you know, luckily through synchronicity, you know, um, I didn't know what synchronicity was at the time. I just, it was just more of like, I'm done. I'm done with whatever I'm doing. I'm just going to just feel good. Let's see where that takes me. And that just started taking me to different places and people started understanding me and, and some places did it, you know, and that was also a beautiful gift, super beautiful gift. Um, actually more of a gift to me now than ever, because now I get to understand that anything is possible. Like, uh, I, I know, like, for example, when I let go of the bar, I donated my money. You know, I had a bunch of money that I was going to invest into the restaurant and in the bar and uh, a little voice, something internally, internally said, donate your money. So I donated about 90%. Everybody thought I was nuts, um, except my wife at the time. You know, she was very supportive. And I went to a speaker's retreat. Something told me to go there because something had to cultivate within me to be a better speaker. And everybody there was non-spiritual. And they had a pitch. They had a company. They had to, like, sell a product. I didn't. I was just speaking from my heart and from my soul. Like I'm, I'm having this experience. It was very, you know, experiential. And I remember the leaders there, the, the ones that were guiding the retreat, they were like, Henry, you have to talk. You have to sell a product. You have to do something. I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to, I want to break the rules. And I'm just going to speak from the heart. I don't even care about the certificate or whatever you guys are giving. I just, I'm sure to have fun. And I remember we all went to dinner, everybody in the group and everybody was like kind of curious. They're like, so you gave all your money away and now what are you going to do now? This doesn't make any sense. You have a family, you're supporting your, fa your, your, your parents. What are you going to do? And then some man from the end of the table slammed his fist and said, uh, excuse my language. He's all, this is fucking dumb. 
You're just going to donate your money and you expect the world to take care of you. You're just going to do this is illogical. None of this makes sense. You know, you're going to fail. And, you know, at that moment, I wasn't prepared for that type of frequency. Uh, I am in a better position now because I've, it's another story. But when that happened, I withdrew. I went back to my car. I started to cry and I started like questioning everything that I was doing. I thought I, I lowered myself you know, and I started to think like that person, but then I just started to breathe and started to pray. And I said, no, this is what I've chosen. And I believe, and I trust in myself. And this is just a test and I have to express compassion and love. It was, it was hard for me. I'm not going to lie, but I went back in and, and it was like a week long retreat. I finished the retreat and I still showed up the way that I was showing up from the beginning. And at the very end of the retreat, the present the organizer said look this is your last chance this is you're going to go up there to speak and i was the last one to speak you know and he was like you you're going to deliver your speech and you have to you have to give us a product you're not going to go up there and just speak spiritual stuff and i was like okay whatever and then i went up there and i i did it anyways and the per, the people who were organizing stopped me they were like look we're going to end this now you know, we've told you several times and then so, someone stood up in the audience and it was a man who slammed his fist and he said, could you please let the fucking guy speak his heart? We don't have any idea what he's talking about. I mean, we don't have any idea what he's talking about, but he obviously does because we could all feel it and he's making a difference for him being here. Now that person I thought was my enemy, right? But I kept showing up as me and he did me the greatest gift of allowing to just still show up as myself and still have an influence because I kept showing up as myself, even though my mind was going to war. Nobody here respects me, but that was just a story. It's not true. You know, and the end of the story was that everybody stood up and they clapped and it was this big deal. And I didn't expect any of that. I didn't. That changed my life. Yeah, and that guy was super intense, <laughs> but something penetrated at some point. Mm -hmm. And it, that happens that when we show up authentically and stay there, the world starts to notice in those situations. Like it, and we have to be strong enough to stay there to believe it, and that's like one of the things that I, I wrote down from your website, because I've been saying this with my clients, the words are easy, right? You and I can say the most beautiful words to somebody, but it's that practice, right? So how, how you have on your website, change your beliefs and your change your reality. So true and exactly what we need to do. But how do we do that? Right? Like, how do we do that? And I, hear that you know when i tell people like like bob proctor right change your change your perspective and you change your reality like that's that's what it is but for me i can sit here and say i've been henry i've been living this way for 48 years how am i gonna just change my beliefs right so it's like what what is that step what could be one step that the listeners could take to say how can i start changing this story that I made up that isn't true into the story I want it to be. Right. I think the, the easiest thing for me even today 
is just to wake up to my narrative. You know, that's literally to wake up, you know, because there's a narrative that's a holographic, you know, imprint from the past that doesn't even exist. It just gets projected into my consciousness. Like, you know, I failed. I've done this. I'm not going to succeed. I'm not good enough. And it's becoming conscious of that narrative, whatever it may be. I may be too old or maybe maybe a good narrative. My life is getting better and better, right? And it's just to become conscious of it. You know, the best way that I've told some of my clients is like, you know, we know this is a cell phone, right? And we have a default set. We have a default setting on it when you purchase a new cell phone. You know, it has all these apps. And then you grab the cell phone and then you start taking videos and pictures and contacts. You start filling it up, right? And so, but the thing, this is like your brain, you know, and, but this isn't who you are. You're the programmer of your cell phone. You are the master programmer of your brain. You are not your brain. You are the pro. You're the awareness perceiving your thoughts, and that's the huge separation. And that that one takes that's, that one takes a while. You know, like the untethered soul of Michael Singer is becoming conscious of the narrative and just disidentifying it. You know, I think the more we disidentify from the narrative, we get to guide our narrative. You know, and so, and beliefs are a choice. You know, is it really? It is. Beliefs are a conscious choice. I love that. I love that so much because it, again, it sounds very easy, but it is. We are all choosing these beliefs that we have. Unless you're attached to them. That's the thing. Unless you're attached to them. And that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Maybe you're not ready, or I'm not saying you specifically, but some Mm. people aren't ready to let go of a certain belief because there's a deeper lesson to be learned from it. And that's where you become the excavator of your own journey, of your own process, of your own, you know, to extract the gold from the inner mind, you know, like in, like, uh, the prophet Muhammad teaches that, you know, the, the the Sufis say that you have to go within your inner cave to extract the jewels of wisdom, you know, and we have to go through the inner cave of like our beliefs of our narratives. Sometimes these narratives are are easier to let go and some of them are not. And there's a jewel in that one. Mm -hmm. You just have to go in there and have to be brave enough to extract the wisdom, the nutrients that will allow the evolution of your personality perspective and your soul. And that will be a gift. You know, that is always a gift when you're able to turn your mess into a message. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah, 100%. Wow. That was good. That was good. And again, it's, it's, it sounds so simple, but it is, it's that work to keep us going, to wake up every day and say, this is the person I'm (laughs) choosing to be today, not that story. And it's so funny. A couple of days ago, a friend sent me, um, just happened to like Facebook called me and I'm like, I, what is this thing ringing? And it was a Facebook call Facebook coming call. through. <laughs> She'd caught a, a live that I did and, you know, just wanted to say, wow, I didn't see a live in a while. Like it was great to see you. And we just started talking about the technology. And she was like, but you are a photographer and you have the cameras and the lights and all of the things. And I was like, I, what you just watched, I just used my phone. Like there was nothing fancy <laughs> at all. Like, I, just, I just went live and she was like, 
oh my God, I created this whole story that I can't do that Joe can just because of, right? I happen to be a photographer as well. So assuming, right, like I hair and makeup and set design come in and do everything. I'm like, no, you can do it too. Just hit that, hit the go live button and start talking. Like you don't even need to put your earbuds in, just go for it. But the whole story, right? And we do that all the time. We create this massive story that isn't real at all. That then keeps us playing small. So it's like, just break out of it. Break, break out. Create that, create that new story. Yeah. And even the fact that it's hard to let go of the story is a story itself. You know, I had a, I had a coach four years, maybe four years ago who, you know, was working with me. And he said one thing that changed my life completely. I was making everything so difficult. You know, I was saying it's hard. It's this and that. He's like, you know, and then he said, Henry, why are you choosing for it to be hard? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't even know, you know, you don't know that my, like my dad's about to die. You don't know this. You don't know my mom's going through depression. You don't know my, you don't know. And that was the, that was the little, you know, the, the entity. I don't know if you know this, but in African cosmology, they say our emotions are entities and you have the power to command, you know, over these entities with your, I am statement. No, I am powerful. As soon as these emotions start running amok, Right. So, you know, I had the belief that said it was difficult for me to, to, to make it, the, the belief was that everything had to be difficult. And as soon as I caught it, I'm like, wait a minute, I am doing that. I, that's the story. And I'm also making it difficult that it's difficult to let go of it, which is a paradox in itself. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing Tony, I think it was Tony Robbins was talking about people that just get by. And they're, you're in the habit of just getting by, and that's just where you are. And he was like, because your parents just got by, so now you're in this habit of just getting by. And people are like, Tony, what, am I, what do I do to just get, like, I need to get out of this? And he was like, start lying to yourself. Say you need $5,000 just to get by. Like, if you need to get <laughs> like, literally just start lying and telling you, yourself that you need a higher number, and you'll start hitting that because your conscious program is to just get by. And it's like this supercomputer up here. If we can actually program it the right, right. way. Yeah. I prefer, you know, sorry to interrupt, but pretend. So, pretend. You know, pre, meaning you have a prior prior intention. Tend is an intention that you cast forward. Pretend. I pretend that I am a multi-millionaire. Or to make believe, you know, the conscious process of making beliefs. I make believe. You're consciously doing it. It's mad. It's powerful. Yeah. I love that. Our words are so powerful. I've been noticing with people, and I'm sure my clients love it. I'll be like, wait, 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 wait. Did I just hear I can't? I don't say those words anymore. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then we, like, I just, uh, probably about a year and a half ago, found out about the reticular activating system and really, you know, how the brain works. I'm like, every time we say can't, our supercomputer is just going to show yeah. us that. Mm -hmm. And I like sat there when I realized I'm like, oh my goodness, all of those sneakers I couldn't get when I was a kid. kid. <laughs> Bullshit. I could have had those yeah. Jordans. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd love to 
touch on, I just was scrolling through your, your TikTok and watched one of the videos about discipline. And I loved how you explain discipline. Can you explain for everyone? Discipline? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it comes from mentorship that I've received, right? And um, one of my mentors, um, I invest a lot in my development. And um, we were going over the etymology of words. And one of them was discipline because I didn't like discipline. I had this like negative connotation towards it. And he's like, let's look up the word. Let's look, let's look it up together, you know? And the word discipline stems from disciple. And to be a disciple is to fall in love with a certain art. So to be a disciple of a martial art is because you're so obsessed over it that you fall in love with it so much where you do what most people won't because you love it so much. It's not being like disciplined, like you're going to get punished. And so, you know, through my journey of you know, helping people and myself and going in this process together, I've learned that, you know, most people are, have a negative connotation towards discipline because they're doing something that they're not in love with and they're forcing themselves to do it. And so they have this, like, I have to be disciplined to do this. I have to be disciplined to do that. But yet they, they have a negative experience towards it, you know? So to be a, to di this, this word discipline is something of a hacking tool you know, once you really understand the power of it, that I am completely in love with this and I give myself to this and it just cultivates another superpower. Yeah. That really made me look at the word completely differently. And I've been saying it in a way that I'm like thrive off of being disciplined of saying, I'm going to have yeah. a podcast that is every day. I'm going to go live every day. And then when I heard you explain it, I'm like, I'm just creating things that I'm going to do every day that I love to do. So it doesn't even feel like work. Like when people are like, you have a, a podcast that's every day. I'm like, yeah, I love it. You know, like I do these things every day and it's part of what feeds my soul. And when I heard you explain discipline, now I'm like, ah, oh, it makes so much sense. And now instead of saying, oh, I'm just crazy. I have to do things every day. It's like, no, I love this. And that's why I do it. So thank you so much for, bringing that into my reality because literally the past couple of weeks I was walking around saying, I'm just crazy. And I guess I like to torture myself and do things in this way, but really it's not, I'm connecting and just loving the shit out of what I'm doing. Like I'll do it every day. Beautiful. And you know, connected to discipline is another word that's so powerful is manifestation. You know, I don't know if you know the word with this one, Manny is meaning your hands. Festation means to celebrate. And so if you really want to manifest, you have to celebrate the process of manifestation. You know, a lot of people use manifestations like I have to do this or I got to create this amount of money. And so they're not enjoying the process. And, I, and I'll tell you this much, and you probably know this from working with clients yourself, but, you know, people will achieve their goals if they focus on it long enough. Now, most of the time they're not happy when they achieve that goal. You know, and Tony Robbins is big on this. It's like there's the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. And, you know, the art of fulfillment and manifestation is to fall in love with the journey. And, you know, that's letting go of the resistance. And that's there's all these deeper principles. And I'm not perfect at it myself. I'm still 
working through it, you know, falling in love with the process. It's a constant state of remembering, you know, for me. Remember to fall in love. Remember to love. Remember to love the journey. Manifestation. That's beautiful. And and so true. It is all, all about the journey and everything that we're learning. I remember... Um, hearing Ed, Ed Sheeran talk about selling out Madison Square Garden like multiple nights in a row and it just being him and his guitar. And he's wow. like, he's I, like, I got on stage and I was like, this is what I wanted my whole career. And I was like, this is it. Wow. Now what? Right? <laughs> and th- th- hearing somebody literally their whole life, right, was that aspiration. I'm going to sell out Madison Square Garden. You're there. You're on the stage, just you and your guitar. And you're like, oh, wow, that was great. You know? And he was like, and I missed the journey because I was so focused on just getting here that I didn't enjoy, right, all of those years. I mean, I'm sure he enjoyed it, but not you know, thinking that it would be that bigger celebration being on the stage. So it really is. And most of the time, it's those failures that we experience along the way that we get that biggest piece of gold that we get to then, I feel, when we share the story, it's like, let me tell you about when I got knocked down and I got back up and I kept going and I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. It, it's It's interesting... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I put out a 369 video. And I'm kind of like, I don't want to say I'm a smart ass, but I'm like, here's the trick. But it's not a trick because we're just programming our, our subconscious. You know, if this is what it takes to get you to journal three times a day or whatever it is, do it. But we're really just programming it into our brain, what we want. Yeah, that's it. And someone commented, well, not someone, like a shit ton of people. Well, how many days? How long? And I'm like, forever Forever. (laughs) (laughs) just keep doing it right if you reach the goal then pick another goal and keep doing the same practice until you achieve it just there there is no end but so many well how how long do i have to do this for how until you actually believe you can get it and then allow it that's the magic so I'd love to ask, I see you do some work in the prisons, which I'm sure is very powerful. Do you do this? What kind of work do you do with, with the men or women in, in prison? So it's been a while. I mean, it's been maybe about four years since I, I've done that. I've actually worked with more at-risk youth, you know, recently. And that's been more, um, they've all been beneficial um, for, for my personal growth, obviously. But, you know, with it all started with one of my friends doing life that I grew up with, you know, and I was just mentoring him through letters. And then I started visiting him and, and then just like little by little, you know, he was getting empowered through there. And then a lot of people were asking, you know, how these changes were occurring for him and they got in contact with me. So there was a lot of pen pals, you know, um, support through working with prisons, North Kern state, you know, San Quentin. And I was doing that for a while. And I started through the journey, just went through working with at-risk youth, you know, and that's been super rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the pleasure of uh, documenting a friend, documenting the prison yoga project in San Quentin. And I didn't know what to expect going in. And it was so life-changing and powerful, the conversations that I had with these men. 
that had the realization like their freedom now is all within. And seeing that perspective was just like the freedom that they all have is so much more than what we think. It, I've had the same realization myself. Yeah. And like, that's a true understanding right there. And a very deep one. Wow, Henry, this was <laughs> a lot of good information. As I sit here with your beautiful, um, is that a wooden flower of life behind you? Yeah, it's a um, flower of life mandala. Mm. Is it made yeah. out of wood? It looks it's made out of wood, yeah. yeah it looks it's made out of, it's layered, super, super um, charged for sure. Yes, the energy that's coming through that and coming through you <laughs> in, in this episode is super intense. I'm really, really, really thankful for it. I'm, yeah, thankful I'm super for grateful time. too. Yeah. Um, I will link all of your information in the show notes, but is there anything that you would like everybody to know anything happening that they could um get a little more of you well i took a huge social media fast i stopped in november putting out content but i'm gonna come back soon i'm just waiting for um so originally i was hesitant on putting out content for years i resisted it just because i had a story about it and in a deep meditation I really got pulled into doing it now. And it was like in the, and the energy that came in is like, you know, you're actually doing more harm by not putting out content. Are you going to continue with that story? And are you going to stop being so selfish and let go of the story that you're introverted? And then I was like, okay. And so when I said yes to that is when I started putting out content. Um, I just recently, maybe maybe sometime in November, I experienced another, I guess you could call it an upgrade, and I felt a lot of energy come in, and and I, I saw reality in a different uh, different space, and I'm allowing that frequency to settle for me to talk about it a little more, um, for my personality to adjust to it, and I will be coming back soon and making more content. I did take a huge break from it um, because I don't do it for followers. I do it to create leaders. And so, um, it's never been an intention of mine to have a million followers. It's just more of, let me provide as much value as I can with one TikTok or Instagram reel. And there's more, there's a lot that's being brewed right now. And so I will be coming back soon. So your listeners can stay tuned because I will make a pretty, you know, effective comeback if there is such thing um but yeah i i look forward to to all of your your new stuff um and if it if the energy is anything just like from this conversation i'm sure everything that is brewing is going to be very powerful and needed by the world as well so thank you for doing what you do i appreciate it and i'm sure there's a lot of us out here that do appreciate everything that you do and share there's a lot of value. So thank you. I appreciate it. And I am taking a break from doing retreats. I do. I've done a lot of retreats with combo and different plant medicine work full and doing full immersions, but I, those will be coming back in 2024. You know, a lot of the things that I do, it's not through, through willpower. It's more through surrender combined with will. But I know that right now this year is for cultivating and mentoring. So I do have my coaching practice, which is thriving. 
you know, and so if your listeners are interested, you know, they could go to my website and book a session if there is availability. If not, they have to email me directly and they have to find a backdoor entrance because my schedule is pretty, pretty booked in, in many ways, but I'm always open to, for service. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I've been pulling um, oracles at the end of all of my interviews. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Um, would you give me whatever number is floating in your head? 27. 27. These are the keeper of the light. Keeper of the light. Oh, this is so good. Isis. Magic manifesting. Your dreams, visions, and goals are becoming a reality. Stay focused. Beautiful. After wrapping up a lovely, <laughs> lovely chat about manifesting. Let all of those dreams, visions become a reality. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for everybody listening, go hit all of the links in the show notes. You can thank me later. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much.